Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Hey y'all, today I want to talk about stories because such an important part of your journey is going to be learning that you have control over your life. If you don't like how it's going, it's up to you to rewrite the next chapter. And I realized this when I read a book probably like six years ago. It's called Step Out of Your Story, Writing Exercises to Reframe and Transform Your Life by Kim Schneiderman. I heard her on NPR and she was talking about how you could rewrite your story. And I love to write, so this was the perfect um, book for me. It was the first time I had seen my, it was the first time I saw my life in terms of me being the main character and having sort of this journey set out in front of me. Um, It had me identify the villains in my life, and that's sort of like quote unquote villains. Um, And it had me identify the different chapters I'd completed so far, um, it sort of walked me through the hero's journey and who were my guides along the way and how did I want the next chapter to look? What was, you know, what did I want the climax to be and um, the plot twist? So I wrote it out and at the time I was in a job that was not fulfilling and I'd been treating myself you know, like helpless. I had the victim mentality. I just thought I was stuck and there were no options. And after reading this book, I realized I could rewrite it. I could decide that I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to take a step and I don't know the how, but I'm going to move in this new direction by taking little tiny baby steps. And it it worked out, y'all. Crazy, huh? The other book I read that also helped was by Donald Miller. Um, My boss actually gave this to me, not the boss that I left, but my current boss, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And it's, it's also transformative. So I highly recommend it. It does not give you writing exercises. Um, And in fact, the first few chapters, I was like, this is kind of weird. I don't really get it. But Donald Miller talks about how when he was working on a screenplay that was about his life, he had this epiphany that he could, he could write it. He could change it. He thought his life was pretty boring. And he thought, you know, what would I, if I were writing this sort of in a fictional way, how would I want my life to go? You know, would I want adventure? Would I want to meet the woman of my dreams? Would I want, you know, he goes through all this. Um, and one of the things, the, the title of the book comes from, he decided he wanted to um, ride his bicycle across the country. And he was not a, a fit guy at all. He used to weigh like 400 pounds. 
So I highly recommend that. Um, upon further reflection, I think this is also, I don't think, I know this is also the favorite part of my job. So working in medicine, some people love diagnosing, other people love um, the deciding on the treatment plan. But my very favorite part is hearing patient stories. I always say if I could just take my coffee in a room and sit there all day and listen to their stories, then I would be golden. Um, but insurance won't pay for that. So I have to get out of the room eventually. But that is the part I love the most. And I'll make little notes and patients charts about parts of their story. And then the next visit, I get to hear more about it. Um, so anyway, that's one reason I find this podcast so rewarding is that I get to hear stories. And I think that's how we feel connected to each other. We feel like we matter when we can share our story. And then when we hear other people's stories, we feel normal. We don't feel like so crazy. When I was a PA student, I lived with a little old lady down in Coquit, Georgia, which is in the middle of nowhere. It's at least an hour from any town. And the reason I lived with her is because when you're a student, they want you to do all these rotations. Um, there was a family practice rotation down there where they still delivered babies. They still did um, procedures like uh, sigmoidoscopy, which is what they used to do before colonoscopy. Um, I think the doctor even took out a gallbladder, like in, I don't know where he did it, but, but anyway, in this tiny town, the family practice doctors would do everything. So they wanted me to do a rotation down there and there weren't dorms, there weren't Airbnb. I doubt there are Airbnbs down there now. They organized, um, for me to go stay with this little old lady, Miss Miller, and she was very involved in the art community. Believe it or not, this tiny little town that only had a Hardee's, a Dollar General, um, an IGA, which is like an independent grocery, tiny little grocery store, they had a thriving theater community. I don't know how it got started, but the story is that a producer from New York, like an off-Broadway musical producer, somehow got recruited to come down there and work with local talent. So people who could sing and act and produce these plays or musicals. And they did it in this um, old cotton gin and it's called Swamp Gravy. It's amazing. If you ever get a chance, I highly encourage you to go. Um, so anyway, I'm down here doing this rotation and I get a chance to go watch some of the um, the musicals that they did. And the one that I remember the most had a song and it went something like this. I've got a story. You've got a story. We've all got a story to tell. And so the whole cast would sing this song. And throughout the musical, you got to hear, you know, the farmer with his overalls. And this is an actual farmer in town. And he's singing his story and telling you, you know, what life was like when he grew up. And then you get to hear the school teacher telling her story. And they had kids and teenagers and everybody's singing, but it's based on their real life. Lives. And it really hit home that everybody has a story. And since then, I found that to be so true with patients. You know, we can have the grumpiest patient who's peeved that they're seeing a PA and not a doctor, or they're mad because they had to wait a little while. You know, you never know. But once I go in there, if I can get them to lower their guard enough to tell their story, 
oh my gosh, it's like night and day. They they feel so heard and seen and it just connects us. And sometimes those patients will end up being my favorite ones and and they like me too because I've listened to them. So since then, I've tried to remember that everybody has a story. And like I said, that's what this podcast is about. And I also want you to be open to other people's stories. So if you come across somebody who's particularly surly, um, or they seem to have a chronic uh, witch face, or they seem to have a chip on their shoulder, or you're just feeling friction in your relationship. You don't know what it is, but you just can't stand something about them. And this, usually once we get to know a person, we don't feel this way. It's usually people we don't know that well. But just remember that they have a story. And if you can get curious and let your guard down then you could maybe, you know, get them to open up and tell you different parts of their story. We find this to be true with um, our kids. You know, if there's a kid in the class that they don't like, you know, by the end of the year, they usually are able to tell me about that person in a way that um, tells me they've learned their story. My son had a kid in his class a few years ago and there was just something about this kid that he didn't like. He said that he, he, the kid would um, just rubbed everybody the wrong way. He would kind of make comments that drew criticism from everybody. Like he might say, my head's itching. I bet I have head lice, you know, and the kids in the class would just pick on him mercilessly. Um, and I was always like, wonder why he does that. Or he would do things to drive the teachers crazy, and then the whole class would kind of suffer and get in trouble. But by the end of the year, I'd found out that the kid was living in a hotel half the time, you know, if he was lucky. And he just, he had a really rough home life. So that taught my kids that you have to look below the surface. You never know why somebody's acting the way they are unless you take the time to learn their story. The other thing I'll say about stories is that when I did my yoga teacher training, we did an impactful exercise with Play-Doh. So it's called, in, in uh, Sanskrit, the word is sanskara. And we took little chunks of Play-Doh and we had this like wooden heart and we had to go around the room and we told things that had happened in our lives. Um, not like traumatic. I mean, it could have been traumatic, but you also told, you know, I am who I am because I grew up with two sisters or I grew up, um, you know, speaking Spanish or I grew up in a Southern conservative state or different things like that. You just went around and smushed your Play-Doh chunk onto the heart. So when we were done with the exercise, your heart had all of your pieces of you on it. So everything that kind of made up you as a person, or not everything, but you know what I mean. Um, and then we were able to, over the next few weeks, see that the Play-Doh hardened onto the heart. It kind of became part of that heart. And you could chip off pieces. So you could actually peel off all the dried up Play-Doh and take it off. But what we noticed was that the wood was stained permanently with all the different colors of Play-Doh. And so that was, that told us that with our stories, everything that's happened to us is part of our story, whether we like it or not. 
even if we can heal different parts of ourselves, they're still part of our story. So your homework assignment is to think about your life story. Think about all the different chapters, everything you've gone through, all the hardships you've overcome, all the wonderful things that have happened to you. And look at where you are in your story right now. Do you like the storyline? You're the hero of your own story. So think about how you want the next chapter to go. You don't have to know what the ending of the book is. But think about the chapter you're in and how you want the next chapter to go. Um, You know, in our life, we'll have plot twists and turns, and we can't always predict what we can't predict, period, what's going to happen. I mean, who would have thought about a pandemic? Um, But you do get a chance to write how you want your journey to go. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast, Recharting Your Life with Hope. Everything I discuss in this show reflects my own views and opinions and not those of my employer. Although I'm a physician assistant in my real life, any advice or tips you hear on this show should not be used as medical advice. If you like what you hear, come on over to HopeThePA.com or follow me on Instagram at HopeThePA.com.